A couple things I want to get into here, and I also eventually want to uh, – the graphics, uh, you saw how excellent they were with my posting of Greg still having spell check underneath. Um, but we are about to have some graphics. I want to get like a PTI-like rundown kind of getting through the topics. But in the interim, uh, I'll just let – you know, we're going to break down the Bears win, come from behind win. Uh, Nick Foles there. Matt Cruzan was drinking that in. He also told you to take them uh, money line. So that was a good call by Matt. Uh, BC, Notre Dame. Uh, both in action this Saturday. That's going to be fun. Uh, I want to go to Ty about the Gophers because Big Ten right around the corner, how the Gophers going to shape up this year, and we'll wrap it up with uh, the Vikings in a big game against the Seahawks and the Falcons. I'm trying to tell you guys they're going to lose to Carolina. Uh, you can book it. Uh, anyway, let's start with the Bears, something happy. Matt, uh, things weren't looking good early on, right? I think it, it was you, right? He was telling me that it, uh, someone took – uh, Tampa Bay first half, and then it was just a complete bad, bad beat towards the end there. Um, so you got to be feeling pretty good. How funny was it seeing Tom Brady holding up the four uh, when he clearly made a terrible pass at the end of the game? Old man Tom showing his age on uh, that play there. Yeah, can't have that. And I actually, I just watched highlights. He would have got a first down. There's a guy underneath right at the sticks. No idea what he was thinking. Because um, as that play was going in real time, I'm like, what is he doing? And I go, oh, wow, you literally pulled a J.R. Smith. Yeah, there was a guy There was a guy at the first down marker, a walking first down. Anyway, um, yes, quick 13 nothing lead for the Bucks. Bears played a horrible first quarter and a half. Um, but then they get in there at the under two-minute warning and a 13-point lead. Um, the game-changing play was Kyle Fuller knocking that ball loose. And, I mean, just think about it. Bucks have the ball. Let's say even if they don't score and it's 13-7, to but, like, what if they get a field goal? What if they score and it's 16-7 to at half or 20-7 to at half? Completely different game than the Bears being up a point. Um, they didn't show enough firepower on offense. They would have been able to come back from 10 or more. Um, some takeaways, though. Fulls um commanded the offense and like that's he showed why he's in there yeah. playing quarterback like 50 percent of it is pre-snap that's what makes guys so good Russell Wilson Aaron Rodgers all of them they do all the work beforehand and that's something just Trubisky was never capable of doing it now he still missed a ton of throws Darnell Mooney had a walk-in touchdown for 50 yeah. killed me on that prop um but he made the right throws when it mattered uh Bucks defense. I mean, what do you guys think about the Bucks defense? They're they're legit, so I get it. Um, it's not an easy team to score against. But what what do you guys see? I, I will say here um, that I I went going into it. Speaking of bad beats, I thought the defense was going to play. All of a sudden, it's twenty seven points at half, and then uh, I still end up cashing that under, uh, which I accidentally had two units on, so I went even yesterday, one and two. How about that? Um, Ty, how did you see it? So I, I knew these defenses were going to play. I was really worried that there was going to be a pick six there towards the end there for Brady that would have pushed that total over. Um, but as a, a Viking fan watching the Bears get a come from behind victory, how did you see that one last night? Yeah, no, I, I thought, like, like Matt was saying, the big turning point was after they um, went in, scored, got seven points in and were able to which looked like, which everyone thought was a three and out, except myself, I was sitting and watching the game with Matt. I'm like, that's a fumble, and no one was saying anything. And then all of a sudden, I go, it's a booth review. Sure enough, they go in. Jimmy Graham makes the best catch of his life. Oh, that was incredible. Yeah, and uh, I think – I thought the Bears' defense, though, and pass coverage, they were very, very good. But the other thing is I think both teams don't have much discipline on defense. There's how many times where there was like – Third, like there's that one play when it was third and 30, and then Khalil Mack almost got a rough in the passer. 
move the downs or would have moved the sticks technically backwards, but it would have been first and 10. But anyways, I thought uh, the biggest takeaway that I have is Bears defense is for real. Mm-hmm. I think they are for yeah, real. No, speaking of uh, Khalil Mack, I mean, he completely dominated, which is what you pay him to do. Like, don't get me wrong, he gets, hold, he gets held on every single play, but you still need him to do what he did last night and make game-changing, you know, get in the back. He had, I think he had two sacks. He had multiple other plays. There was the one sack, I know you've seen it, where he just throws Tristan Wirfs onto the ground after. I mean, that's a 335-pound man that he's just manhandling. So that was huge. Um, and then special teams were much better, too. The Bears were horrendous on special teams last week, like punts. They let a punt get blocked. We know their kick, uh, field goal kicking <laughs> history. Yes. So, I mean, you got to have good special teams to win games like that. Overall, how do you guys see the Bears? They're now 4-1. and one. They got a win against a better – what do you guys think? And I'm anticipating your responses, perhaps. So, okay. I got it. I'll have a response for you. I've got them as the second best team in the North. Um, I think uh, maybe Ty disagrees, but I, as it stands, I think that's a come from behind win that gets Bears fans uh, a little bit more ease behind their quarterback of Foles. And that's a huge win against probably a playoff team in Tampa Bay. I want to get your guys' thoughts on seeing kind of the dark side of Tom, where he's, he's not getting to one act out against his teammates because that's not the Patriots' way. Um, and he never had to run for his life because the Patriots always schemed up great blocking. So I thought it was fascinating seeing Tom Brady kind of like the dark side where the ego got to him, where he's yelling, he's mother bleeping guys on the sideline, do your job, uh, you know, wake the bleep up. And he just looked like, and then all of a sudden he doesn't even hold himself accountable when he forgets what down it is in the most crucial part of the game. So I thought it was funny kind of seeing Tom Brady who broke off from Belichick um, to be his own man. No, I was the reason for these Super Bowls. And then when it's not all – you know, Super Bowl rings and running through the AFC East, you see Tom get a little edgy and cocky with his teammates. Yeah, no, I think uh, going off of Matt's initial question where I see the Bears is it hate or it really hurts for me to say this, but I think they're a little ahead of the Vikings. So you're I in think, agreement. Yeah, okay. I do think they are the second best team, and here's why. I think their defense is far superior than Minnesota's. Um, Minnesota is so depleted in the secondary linebacker core now no Anthony Barr yeah they have Todd Davis now Um, however Kendricks is a little bit banged up so who knows what's going to happen there but I see the Vikings offense better than um, better than uh, Chicago's offense but Chicago's defense the offensive line for the Minnesota Vikings is so hit or miss I think when the Vikings get played both times again. So I think Khalil Mack's just going to have a field day. I think he's going to just be causing a lot of havoc in the backfield for Kirk. Yeah. And well, speaking of O-line, the Bears best left guard, James Daniels, Taurus Peck, he's out for the year. He's their best O-lineman. So that's a big loss. Who, who do the Bears um, have next week? Frankly, I don't even know off the top of my head. I'll, look I, I'll give you a chance to look here. I'll filibuster. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so the Bears are – they're got to be feeling good about that come from well, Yeah, well, so here, answer this question. We Do you guys see them as losing in their first playoff game? They play at Carolina next week. Do you guys see them losing in their first playoff game? We know well, Green Bay is going to win the division. I'll mm-hmm. concede that. They'll probably beat the – they might win every game in the division. 
I think the Bears have a defense to win a playoff game with a veteran guy who's not a superstar, but a veteran guy who can win playoff games. So I'll give them at least one game. I think they have – I mean, this is a guy who's got a Super Bowl Lombardi trophy lifted up. Uh, so I, I think the sky's the limit for this team. They've got their defense, and it's not like uh, Nagy's getting worse with his offense. He finally made that gutsy call to bench Mitch. I think if the Bears get the five seed in the NFC, they play – NFC East, I think they for sure go and win there and they play two games. However, if they get the sixth seed or the seventh seed for who knows what reason, right. um, I think then it's then I might have a different opinion. But right now it's looking like they'd be the five seed. Let's yeah, shift that's, that. that's probably how I see it too. I was gonna say is like so a lot of people are like they're four and one, their first all their wins are from behind. They they uh play terrible teams. What I'll say is they keep winning games and they haven't played their best yet. So like Dylan yeah. said, maybe yet to come and I thought Ty brought up that interesting point too is you always got to watch out for that new added playoff team in the NFL this year uh, as well let's shift to college Boston College can I get anyone with me all right we all cashed against North Carolina I've got Matt with me fly Eagles fly hashtag get in Ty you're with us did I see you enthusiastically yeah I'm I'm in it and I actually just to bring back last week I was in on a BC first half so that bank and field goal oh man yeah Aaron Boomeri baby uh, so I think it's a Vegas disrespecting BC again. I love them in a dog, a dog spot. They, uh, I think I hit them at plus five. It opened at plus six and a half, went down to plus five. It's back to plus six and a half. Sharps were on North Carolina. How'd that go? Uh, Sharps are back on Pittsburgh. So I, I think Pittsburgh, what worries me is bounce back for them, right? They just lost to NC state and maybe Boston college playing tough against, I think a little bit of a fraud top 15 team in North Carolina, but playing them tough, are they going to regress? Uh, BC's at home. I'm still backing halfway. So plus six and a half Notre Dame. I will say too, Matt, before we get your thoughts on the game, I punched them as well. I think that's a little bit of a disrespectful line. I think I got them at minus 21. Uh, so I ate that up. Uh, you got to be feeling confident for this game as their three touchdown favorites. Yeah, I do. Uh First, back to BC, I, this is a very winnable game. I think every ACC game is winnable outside of maybe Clemson and Notre Dame. But yeah. um, I'm not paying attention to rankings outside the top 15. Outside the top 15 teams, it's a total crapshoot. I don't know that there's any difference between 16 and 40. So all these – you got to rank all the teams. I don't know how good North Carolina is. BC played well. Jerkovic is only going to get better. That defense is only going to improve. I Do you think Jerkovic's going to be a pro? Because I'm watching this kid, and just the way he is shedding blockers, he's like Roethlisberger, and then I'm seeing an arm I've never seen, but that's because, you know, we're trotting out guys like Chris Crane uh, during my Boston College tenure fandom. Yeah, I mean, he's for sure got all the physical tools, 6'5", 230. Um, and what does he have, three years of eligibility, I think? Oh, I'm so excited, yeah. Yeah, a pro guy for sure. I mean, may not, not, probably not. He's not going to be a top guy, but I, I'd like to see him in the top three, yeah. five conversation, and maybe a late-round right. guy, a Josh uh, Allen type. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and he's only, like you said, he's he never started before. He's basically a true, I mean, he's like a redshirt freshman, basically. Right. Um, Notre Dame, one thing to watch, they haven't played in three weeks. And a lot of guys on the team were affected by COVID. Like their conditioning was affected. Like and Kelly was saying, guys who would normally play 65, 70 snaps in a game are going to play 15 to 20 because that's all they're going to be able to do. Um, so keep an eye on that. But at the same time, Florida State's terrible. Oh. They 
almost lost to Jackson or Jacksonville State. They got ran out of the gym, off the field by Miami, absolutely routed. So Notre Dame might start slow, uh, but should win comfortably. I think that's going to be a blowout. Ty, how do you see those games? And I want to get the Big Ten. I saw a promo for them, and I, it kind of got me excited. I think Fox is starting to pull them out because they're right around the corner near Halloween, right? Uh, your Gophers shocked the world last year. Are they going to keep it going? Um, what do you got there? I mean, there's definitely a lot of hype with the Gophers, especially with Bateman coming back. I mean, he originally declared for the draft. Now he's going to come back and he's going to yep. play. I think that's going to be huge because – who knew what the wide receiving core was going to look like after losing Rashad Bateman? And then as we saw on Thursday Night Football yesterday, Tyler Johnson with the Bucs. Uh, he was the big go-to guy for Brady. But um, So it's good that Rashad Bateman's back. Hopefully the offense can still move stuff. Um, also, the Vikings did lose Antoine Winfield uh, Jr., who was rated – I think he, might, he was rated in the top five safeties in the entire league for the uh, month of September. So that's going to be a big loss. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see, though, how these teams are going to uh, react and to having a longer offseason. Obviously, there was uncertainty if they were going to play or not. So the Big Ten is a very good conference, obviously. They got Ohio State. They got Michigan. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on there. But hopefully Minnesota, like last year, can be relevant this year. What, what are they ranked going in? Uh, are, 25th. Yeah. Uh, Matt, where are you at on PJ Fleck? Are you buying in? Oh, row the boat, Sky Imago Gophers. I love PJ Fleck. He is elite. Um, this team's going to be fun to watch. It's exciting. Ty pointed out the, the big losses from last year, but Rashad Bateman is arguably the best receiver in the country, first round draft pick. Um, you asked me about Dracovic being an NFL quarterback. How about Tanner Morgan being an NFL quarterback? I actually think he is a fifth, sixth round guy who's going to get a shot at some point. Um, it's a lot of it's the system RPOs, just putting the throws right in front of his face, but and that's what a good college coach does. It's what Lincoln Riley does better than anybody else. Um, Except this point, they're going to score. It'll be very fun. Uh, I heard on the coaches show Fleck was pointing out like depth is going to matter more this year for college teams more than ever before. And I mean, these guys have 80 to 90 guys on their roster. So there's just always 40 kids who never see the field for those first couple of years. Um, but this year, rather than that, it's going to be like 60, you need 60, 70 yeah. guys to play. So it's, uh, he feels good about his depth at least. And it'll be interesting to keep an eye on that. It's going to be a jam-packed Saturday before we get to an NFL Sunday. Uh, the game of the week, I thought this line was a little bit short. I know I've, uh, I've been questioning Miami a little bit all year. I think Clemson, who hasn't covered yet, uh, I actually hit Clemson. I think they're going to blow them out. Maybe not blow them out, but I think it'll be a three-score game. Uh, you guys seen that number how? Uh, I, I'm, I'm the same way as you doing. I think Clemson's going to just absolutely blow out Miami. Um, I think they have – I think uh, Dabo will be able to get them up and going, and I think that they'll be able to cover that spread. It might not be pretty at times, but I think they're going to be able to get it done. Yeah, I think I got that awkward uh, minus 15 number on that one. Um, <laughs> but but I remember uh, it reminds me of when everyone got super hyped for Lincoln hosting game day when Ohio State came in. Oh, the Huskers. Uh, oh, dear God, hide the children. It's uh, 50 to nothing. Um, all right, so let's get into some more misery. The Falcons, I'm telling you, I, I, the, I can 
you people texting me every week, this is the week, Dylan, Falcons, I'm hammering them, bounce back week, stop it, stop it. There's no such thing. There's no such thing in Atlanta. Uh, the Falcons, my goodness. Uh, I'm not touching them. Again, I, I don't bet against my favorite teams, but if I did, I'd be Warren Buffett against the Falcons. Uh, do you guys have any faith in Atlanta against uh, Carolina? So that's a look-ahead game for you, Matt. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got to win at some point. They're not going to go winless. Uh, I hope. You know what? I heard the craziest thing the other day. I, Trevor Lawrence is a Georgia guy. He's a diehard Atlanta Falcons fan. What if they just go winless – you know, cut Matt Ryan or trade him, clean house with uh, Dan Quinn. Arthur Blank goes and gets a guy that ruled Cartersville, Georgia. I mean, Arthur Blank is, you know, one of the best owners in the game, but his franchise is terrible just because of Dan Quinn uh, and all, Mike Smith, the guys we were trotting out there. But that would be crazy. Yeah, I mean, you say the Falcons, they got to win at some point, but well, what if they did get one of these top picks? I have an idea for you. So this is the this is one that everyone's saying they can win this one. That's what you need them to lose for Dan Quinn to get fired on a Monday. Is they need to lose the game that they should win. All I mean, yeah, I think it's been the last against, three weeks. Right, exactly. But like Packers, you can't defend that anyway. So I'll say right. that. Um, Matt Ryan of the Bears, if you guys tank for Trevor, I'll bro, I I would I keep all my Falcons jerseys, but I I would I would follow Matt Ryan. I I would be not unlike LeBron fans following. The, yeah, I mean, ship me up to Chicago. I'd be getting that Matty Ice jersey. So I'm excited. I don't know because I do feel like Matt Ryan got robbed of his career a little bit. Got to the, I mean Julio Jones that that was a blessing trading up to get him. He's made his career. But, you know, just always making the playoffs, having great offenses, and never having a defense to back them up. It's been tough. So I would like him maybe getting a Phillip Rivers kind of second chance. And look what Rivers is doing this year. Jake, let's go to the Vikings here. Uh, big game. So they finally get off the schneid. They beat out Houston, get Bill O'Brien fired. Now you've got, oh, boy, the Seahawks in an afternoon game. So you're going to get some fresh eyes on that from America. Uh, Sunday night is that sorry my mistake there uh so even better national audience how do you feel going in uh Seahawks might be one of the best teams in football yeah no I yeah I agree Seahawks might be one of the best teams in football uh for sure and very very nervous to see what uh Russell Wilson does to the Minnesota Vikings defense I think he could be setting some passing yard records however if the Minnesota Vikings offense does what they did last game it's going to be like a college scoring match. It could be up in the 40s. Um, however, Pete Carroll, I know he's already been talking to the media about how his plan is to try to shut down Jay Jetta's 18, also known as Justin Jefferson. Um, but uh, so teams have been overlooking him just because the first two games he was limited in snaps. But now the last two weeks he's gone for 100-plus, and yeah. he's – would have been a good deep threat for Kirk Cousins for leaving a lot of double covers on the Seahawks do. Um, but uh, I don't know. I don't have much faith right now in my Vikings defense, which makes it seem like it's going to be real tough for them to come out ahead. And I, I swear Matt and I were talking last night, every single year, I feel like for the last five years, Minnesota plays Seattle on a, either a Monday night or Sunday night. They go into uh, Century League Stadium and just get blown out. And so there's um, got to be a little bit of uh, Kirk Cousins in a primetime game fears as well. 
Yeah, no, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, there is some fears in that. However, in this time, I think Seattle's just a way better team at this yeah. point in time. So this isn't one where it's like Minnesota fans and the organization are looking like, oh, we're going to go out there and steal one now. Yeah, if we steal one, great. That's going to be huge. It's going to be the biggest, second biggest win of his Vikings career behind the one in New Orleans last year. But, uh, I, yeah, I'm not sure if we have the defense right now to try to slow down Russell Wilson, TJ Lockett, or Ty, sorry, Lockett, Tyler Lockett, and DK Metcalf. All right, great question for you two, and I'll answer myself as well to get us out of here. Corbett's Corner on a Friday. Hit subscribe. I'm Dylan Corbett, uh, Matt Cruz, and of course, and Tyler Dawson joining us. Um, NFL Sunday thoughts to get us out of here. Who has a better chance of winning on Sunday, the Falcons or the Vikings? I'll go first. I've got the Vikings. No, I have the Falcons, 100%. The Vikings are not going to win. I do think they can keep it close, possibly cover the number. Uh, the key for Vikings need to hold on to the ball the more that they have the offense on the field. So that includes Dalvin Cook running, and he's played as good as any running he's back. Been, he's been a beast. Yeah. I mean, he, he's unreal. And so that's the key for the Seahawks is to stop them. They don't play man-to-man, so we'll see if – they get pressure on Kirk or not. Otherwise, Kirk can pick apart their cover three that they're famously known for. Uh, I still don't give the Vikings a chance. The only I, the one way they win, though, is if Dalvin goes off, which he's fully capable of doing. Yeah. No, I, and I have to agree with Matt. I think the Falcons have a better chance of beating the Carolina than the Vikings. Trying to tell you guys. In the CX, however, trust me, I'm, I'm going to be rooting real hard for the Vikes, and hopefully – me rooting here from Minneapolis can give the Vikes a little bit of willpower out in Seattle to get the job done. That'll cover it. A jam-packed Corbett's Corner. We're trying to get this a little bit more long-form Corbett's. We're doing a lot of visual stimuli, trying to get our bets out, quick, short-form kind of video pods. Uh, everything's made video, uh, audio available, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Dylan Corbett on YouTube. We're trying to hit 80 by the end of Sunday. We're creeping up there. Uh, so we do appreciate it. Hit subscribe. This is Corbett's Corner on a Friday.